All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Get It Done podcast. I am your host, uh, Joe Zanka, co-founder and COO of On Demand Storage. And I'm here today with a special guest, good friend of mine, Nick Rivers of Rivers Realty Group. Nick, what's going on, man? Joey, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to do this. Um, you know, I know busy holiday season, so uh, thanks again. No worries, man. I see you've got my name on your sleeve there, which I like to see. Would you look at that? It's almost <laughs> like I planned it, right? Is that a coincidence? <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, no, I mean, uh, you know, we obviously run in the same group. We're both from the same town. Um, and, you know, we've uh, both been talking business together for a while. So I figured you'd be a great guest for the show. Um, you know, I know that you guys have been um, having some good success lately. You, you've jumped into a couple, you know, similar to what you're doing, but new ventures when it comes to River Realty Group. So why don't you tell us about, um, tell us about what you got going on right now? Yeah, so basically, I just where my brokerage is Compass. I just started a group through Compass Rivers Realty Group. My my wife is uh, she's our transaction coordinator, helps with all the back end paperwork. Um, thank God, because I, if I was in charge of it, it would, wouldn't get done. So she um, she's been she's been great. Brought my brother on board as an agent as well. So just trying to to grow a group out. Um, can definitely use the support as we are picking up a lot of steam. We've we've doubled in terms of sales volume over the last year. So having some more agents to help support some some of the stuff is something that that I'm looking to do and continue to grow. So it's been uh, it's been great. It's been a learning experience for sure. Um, but yeah, no, we've we, we've been cranking though. Good for you, man. I mean, that's um, you know, as a realtor by nature, it's a very entrepreneurial like business owner. Even though. You know, you're underneath the, the compass arm, um, you know, th you eat what you kill. And just like, you know, when you're owning a business or or um, looking to jump into something, you know, that's that's exactly what it is. You know, you got to make the sales. You got to do the back end paperwork to make sure it happens. But you're taking it now even a step further in not only doing the real estate side of it, which is entrepreneurial to begin with, but now running a group of people to um, to continue to build out, you know, a true business. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, I don't know if I necessarily want to, you know, a, a big brokerage, huge team. I think in terms of managing, managing people, I, and you probably know this with your business, it's tough to let go of some of the little things that you, that you do that you can leverage out. Um, but it's definitely something that you need to do in order to grow. So leveraging some of the, some of the, the task that my, my time's better spent out with my clients, showing properties, trying to find deals rather than some of the, some of the paperwork on the back end. which as I was up and coming, I, you know, was doing all that myself, obviously. So yeah, growing, growing a business, you, you have to, you have to delegate some of, some of these tasks for sure. Well, that's when it gets to be exciting too, for sure. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I started off my business on the trucks, doing the pickups, doing the storage, you know, getting the customers all the way through servicing them, paperwork, filing, billing. And, um, and I think making that jump can be a little challenging sometimes because you're like, well, now I got to come out of pocket a little bit to, in order to get these tasks done. But what I think you quickly realize is the more time that you can spend doing your highest and best activity, which like you said, is spending time with your clients and finding deals, the more money you'll inevitably be able to bring to the business and the more successful the business will be. And so it might cost you a couple bu extra bucks up front to hire somebody to do some of those things and you're not making as much quote unquote profit on each and every deal, but you're able to do a lot more volume and spend a lot of your time doing where you should be spending your time. Exactly. 
Exactly. I mean, it, it, with everyone that, you know, works for themselves, you have your per hour, you, it, it's, you might not be there on your paycheck, but you have to calculate your per hour worth. And then, you know, if you're spending four hours waiting around for the fire department to show up or, you know, a smoke detector inspection where you could be paying someone $20 to do that, you know, that's, you have to kind of think of your, your per hour worth and what is the best use of your time for sure. So that's been, that's been a learning experience. Uh, letting go of some of some of that to make sure it's done. Yep, but it's all for the best at the end of the day. So, um, so you weren't always in real estate, if I you know to have correct some conversations that we've had in the past. But um, you know, it's something that you've been doing for a long time now, um, and, and and building your business in. But you know, take me back to when you made that jump into being you know a full time real estate agent. Um, you know, what was that like? And I guess you know, what's one thing that you could, if you could go back, you know, you'd tell yourself knowing what you know now. Um, when you were starting out? Yeah. So, I mean, my background, I've always had a, a somewhat of a hand in it. My, yep. my, fam- my family's been in it. So they started me, you know, I was helping out doing property management for them off the bat. And then property management's a pretty, you know, thankless, thankless job in real estate. You're dealing with people complaining about their broken toilets and towel racks and stuff like that. So you're in there, you're dealing with people. So I, um, that's how I really kind of started out with them. But then, you know, after college, I, I did a couple sales jobs, a couple, you know, out of college jobs where I, I realized pretty early on that your typical nine to five wasn't going to be for me, someone mm-hmm. clocking your lunch break, stuff like that. You know, I, if I want to go have a couple beers and play 18 holes on my lunch break, businesses don't really love that, you know, <laughs> like your boss is going to love that. So, um, no, I realized just that you know, I, I wanted to work on my own schedule and, you know, I probably do work more hours now than I would in a typical nine to five, but I can go, I, there's just more flexibility and freedom. But in terms of getting started, um, I started with a, with one of the biggest property management companies in Boston and they let me, we were managing like 360 something units, a new acquisition they had in Arlington. And I was dealing with all the, you know, the phone calls and the, all that type of thing, cash in there, the checks and stuff like that. So, but an uh, aspect of that job was they let me do rentals on the side so I could make $200 for each rental that I did. So I would try to do my property management stuff as quick as I possibly can in order to concentrate on these rentals. Cause I was basically doubling my income on these $200 little hits. So I, pretty quickly I was doing the most rentals in the, in the company there. And I was like, that's when a light bulb went off and I was like, you know, commissions and say it like, that's how you're going to make money is, is going out and working for yourself and, and, you know, putting the work in with these commissions. So I made the flip there to, uh, sales. I joined up with, with a brokerage Keller Williams and learned how to do, do sales. And that's just kind of, that's how I got started in where I decided I wanted to do sales full time was I just wanted to be making commission checks. And, you know, you, you realize pretty early on that the commission checks don't just, you know, come to you. You gotta, you gotta bust your hump. The first two years in, in real estate are very difficult getting started in sales. I think, I think the stats like 85% of the people that get their real estate license within the first two years are out of the business. So our business has a lot of turnover, uh, which is, which isn't, isn't the greatest thing for the, for the business, but you know, you, you just learn the hard way and you suck it up and keep going. So that's kind of, that's how I, how I got in there and got started and I just stuck with it and kept it going. 
You touched on a lot of really good points there, and I can relate to a ton of them. You know, being uh, the nine to five thing was never for me. Um, and I, I, rec- I know exactly what you're saying when it comes to like, you end up working probably a lot more than you would if you were at a nine to five, but right. you're doing it on your own time and you're doing it for something you actually genuinely passionately care about. And like, and you're doing it for you and, and, and yourself a lot of the time, which is nice too, because, you know, sometimes you're putting in 80 hours or, you know, whatever, 68 hours a week for, you know, it, you're just a number at a company. Sometimes it doesn't feel like, what am I doing for, for, for me here? And how am I adding value? Not only to my own life, but like, you know, to whatever I even I'm doing, you know, so that's huge. And then, um, and then sticking with it is, is another key thing. You know I mean? When you're in business, like you could have all these big plans when you're going to start out. And I think a lot of my audience are people who are looking to start a business or get into something like real estate where it's very much eat what you kill. And, um, but knowing that it's going to be a challenge and knowing that like, Hey, if I have the tools in my, in my, you know, you, you know, someone who's very personable, new real estate, knew like the ins and outs of the property management side of it already had some familiarity with it. You knew about it and you just said, you know, if I stick with it, it's gonna, it's gonna pay its dues. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna really reap the benefits of it. Whereas some people might look at it like, oh, you know, this guy's having success at it. So why can't I, but they're not ready to work hard. And, and real estate is one of those things, especially that you have to be in every day to really succeed in. Yeah, that's, that's a hundred percent correct. I think people, you know, they, they see the, you know, they're just sold, just sold. It's so easy. It's, but it's really, you know, 75% of my deals I do the amount of crap that, you know, I'm just dealing with issues, putting out fires. So, you know, (laughs) Instagram and stuff like that, it's, it doesn't really convey exactly what's going on in a real estate transaction. No, Um, no, no. yeah, Yeah. Getting stuff. I think, I think from an entrepreneurial side, what, what you said, sticking with it, I think, I think with any entrepreneur, they have kind of an aha type moment, like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. This is why I'm doing it. And then that's when the motivation kind of starts. Um, and, and for me, it was, you know, I was living in Southie with my girlfriend, my now wife, who decided she was going to go to nursing school and, you know, she's going full-time nursing school. So a lot of the bills and all that stuff kind of was going to fall on my plate. It was the first time I've ever had any sort of responsibility in my life really to, to take on this. And I was like, all right, got to burn the boats and let's go, you know? And mm-hmm. that's when I really started. Cause I think, I think your average agent out of the, out of the gate in real estate makes like nine grand or something a year, the first couple of years, but that, you know, you had to just keep break through that and keep going. And that's just kind of where that started when I really got serious about it was when, when that happened. So it's good having those moments. It's good having those, yeah. moments, you know, kind of kick your ass, but you know, that's they, what I needed. she was a kid. That was a kick in the ass that I needed. Well, that's good. No, that's good. And I think uh, people's come at a, uh, at all different times. And I think, you know, with us, like we quickly realized like, Hey, you know, maybe picking up, you know, students stuff isn't where I want to spend my time. Like we could have, we could make a business where it revolves around getting business from students and other people, but we don't have to be the actual ones picking it up. And like, that was kind of like a aha moment where it's like, you can do this for the same amount of profitability using other people's assets that like, you know, you don't have to buy a truck that depreciates, you know, so quickly, or you don't have to take on all this insurance obligation and you can do it in other parts of the world. So like, it's just everyone's aha moment is different. Um, but once you hit that stride and I think it's sticking with it long enough and then to the point where you can have that aha moment and then like, that's when the fun starts to happen. It starts to really be, you know, snowballing on, on all your hard work. Right. 
Right, right. Is that how you guys started out? Were you were you moving stuff yourself? Dude, yeah. We were um we bought we had like saved up, you know, thirty grand um to start our company. We bought a truck, we built a website and we just started getting clients and and literally we're going and picking them up and storing them and it was just like a I don't know looking back on it I'm like why the hell did we do that I'm glad we did because it taught us every aspect of our our now company you know and, and right. just right realize like what it goes into doing certain jobs and you know how can we be profitable doing it but yeah that's how we started just that's great that's great I mean you got like you got to learn everything the hard way I learned that's how I learned the hard way you gotta you gotta see what not to do and then go the other go the other direction so. sure. well, learning what not to do has been in my experience so important because sure. as long as you don't repeat the mistake one, two or three times, then it's like, all right, learn what not to do. Don't do it again. Yeah. Keep going. Exactly. So how, you know, compass I know is, um, they differentiate themselves in a lot of different ways. And I think that, you know, I've heard from just being around real estate people, I've actually done an interview or two with people, you know, who work at different branches of compass on this already. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, you, you know, it's a very, um, the agents that work there tend to like it because of a lot of different aspects, but I, I've heard, you know, the marketing is fantastic utilizing technology. So I guess, you know, how is, um, how are you personally, you know, utilizing technology in, um, within the real estate world to, you know, get ahead of the, get ahead of the clients, stay ahead. And, uh, and I guess, are you seeing, you know, any kind of disruptive technology, you know, taking place within the world of real estate right now in your day to day or week to week uh, experiences? Yeah, I mean the 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 technology was my draw to Compass was the fact that this industry is you know people are deciding within the first three swipes on their phone if they're going to go look at this property or not. So where it's located digitally and then how it's presented is is huge. So Compass has their own basically advertising agency on the back end where you know we we're able to present these properties beautifully and in the correct places and then track where these clicks are coming from. You know, if you're, if you're where your where your thing is marketed, where your property is marketed and you know, if it's being looked at on a, on a tablet in New York city, you know, and then if, if, if that's something that we're getting a lot of clicks on, you can allocate marketing accordingly. Um, it's pretty cool to be able to, to show sellers, you know how often their property's been clicked on, how long yep. they've been they've been looked at, and where these clicks are coming from. But because yeah, it is it's digital now. I mean, you can't if anyone's been looking at property, it has to be professional photos, beautifully marketed. People can tell in two seconds if you have some some part time agent in there with a cell phone camera. You know, not not presenting these properties correctly. They're doing their sellers a huge disservice. So. Um, that's why, that's one part of the reason why I, I joined Compass was because we we're able to, to take advantage of some great tech marketing. Definitely, man. It's very data driven. It was a lot of what, what I think a lot of people don't see. And I think that like, you know, if you have the stats of being like, all right, this comp, this particular property is being shown and being seen this many times. And, and this one is only being seen this many times. Well, what's the differences? Are we putting them on different platforms? Is this one staged versus this one not being staged? Is this one staged in a certain way? Like, you know, do we need to put a couch in it? Like you guys could probably get down to the nitty gritty eventually of like exactly how a property should be like staged and, and, and what, how many different touches or how many different like platforms you need to put it on to the point where you can like optimize the whole thing. And that's so valuable for the agents under that in industry. And then, you know, you guys being able to take, take advantage of the tools. Um, and again, it, got, it all kind of ties back to doing what you're best at which is um, 
again, making client relationships and going and finding deals and allowing kind of, you know, the specialists to, um, to kind of handle some of that backend stuff and, and making sure the properties are being shown the exact way they need to be. Yeah. I mean, it's still a lot on us to, to make sure like I, I'm at the shoots and I'm look, the photo shoots and looking to make sure if something, I don't like something and yep. that's going on. I mean, it, it's in this market, especially in the single family space. I mean, these properties are flying off the shelves right now. This market is, is insane. So it, but it could be the difference. Whereas someone like I, like I mentioned, goes and throws cell phone pictures up and maybe gets, you know, an offer or two on a property. Yeah. They sold the house, but you stage the property correctly, beautiful lighting, beautiful. You could have, you know, 35 more people in there, which could mean like five, 10 more offers, who knows, which could mean tens of thousands more dollars. So it is, it's important and it's, and it's a lot of money. So making sure your property is marketed correctly um, is huge. hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's, you got to differentiate. And I think that, um, and that's where, you know, at least I've heard and especially from, you know, you and, and the people that work at Compass that that's where they're putting a lot of their time on is, you know, just being ahead of the game when it comes to that tech and that advertising and, and making sure that, you know, um, you're differentiating and then you as an agent need to think about the different ways that, you know, you can differentiate yourself, which it seems like you've been doing really well too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my, my business is my, my network and growing, growing my network. So, you know, a lot of these people I've known personally for years. So making sure I'm doing as best of job as I possibly can to make sure their property looks as, as best they can and they get the most money that they can is huge for me. Yep. Um, Yep. You know, I can, these are our relationships that I, that I have and I get, will continue to have that. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm doing the best I can for them. For sure. And that will only lead to more business because you do right by them and then they'll tell their friends and their family. And, and that's probably, you know, a lot of the, the benefits you've seen of just putting the client first, having the business. Yeah. yeah I'm, I consider myself a pretty relational um, real estate agent. It's not just transactional for me. I want to stay in touch with these folks. I want to see what they're, you know, what they do with the house, what they do with the space. It's, you know, it's, it's been pretty cool to be able to follow a lot of my network and, and be a part of their lives in this way, this huge financial decision that they make and then stay, you know, in touch with what they're doing. Oh, this is so, they were, she was pregnant when she bought this place. Now they have two kids now in this house that I sold them. It's just been, it's been very cool. And I, I you know, I love it. I, to be honest with you, I, I really do love what I do. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So one last thing I want to touch upon was, you know, obviously we're dealing with um, something like COVID right now. And I think that a lot of, you know, agents that probably a little bit older than you or a lot of, I don't know uh, when you got truly involved, what, what year did you get involved in, in doing real estate? Um, I've had my license like 10 years. I think full time, it's been about seven. Gotcha. Okay. So think back, you know, to 2008, you know, that's when probably the last type of like true crisis happened within, you know, the world economy and, and, um, and American economy and especially hit hard on real estate. And, and there's that, those ups and down swings that you kind of always hear about, but something like COVID, something like that, something that, you know, had no impact on like your ability to sell or, or do right by your clients, but inevitably might affect your business it's happened before it's happening kind of right now. It will probably happen again in our careers. Um, have you learned any lessons dealing with something like COVID that, you know, I, I guess you could look at in a positive way. Yeah. I mean, we, we got lucky with the real estate market with COVID. I mean, the last 08 was subprime lending. That was real estate based tank. That was, that was the industry's fault. So real estate really was, was brutal then. Um, and I was just getting out of college then. So that didn't, really have a huge effect on me. Obviously I was looking for a job around then. So that did, but, yep. um, 
but in terms of COVID this year, yeah, we were all pretty wondering what was going on. What, like, how is this going to affect us? And obviously it did with the masks and the gloves and these, the open houses that you had to make appointments for. It was a little bit hairy and people were, uh, I'm not really sure what to do, but you know, people were still out and about looking at houses. It was an opportunity for a lot of people to, to grab some stuff and maybe there wasn't as many buyers out, but there really was a, a good amount of buyers out. Sure. Uh, in terms of what I learned from it is, I mean, it's, it was scary. It, it was scary in terms of just on the unsurety in, in March. Like, am I going to be, am I not getting a paycheck for six months because we're going to, there's somebody to deal with. So like, just, I think, I think making sure my ducks are in a row on the back end um, financially to make sure you got some, some reserves in Um, from a business perspective, it would be digitally making sure you're can stay in touch with your clients, whether it be through calls like this zoom. Um, You know, I, I don't think, I think there's, I think people are for the most part going to want to physically go look at properties before they buy them. So if they can't go do that, um, that's going to be an issue for, for us. Um, but in terms of, of like lessons, it's just been, yeah. I mean, like anybody don't take these things for, for granted because they could be ripped from you. And we saw deals fall apart that people just lost their jobs. I had a couple that a couple deals fall apart in March that people just, you know, got canned and that was it deal deal fell apart. So you mm-hmm. see people just kind of, it stinks because they just are so excited about this property and then they don't have a job anymore and they can't, you know, their life's just different. So Yep, you know, listen, yep. that was was tough, but um, no, I think I mean, it wakes you up, like you said. Be prepared. You know, um, you know, you can work as hard as you can. You know, throughout, you know, just normal everyday life, day to day, week to week, and and continue doing what you're doing. But uh, yeah, having your ducks in the row in the back end is hugely important because you know something like this, like I said, had nothing to do with anything you were doing right or wrong. It just like is a world event, and but unfortunately, you know that that person or you know, the couple that got canned, like had nothing to do with them. It was just a world event that happened. So like, you know, they got to be prepared. We have to be prepared as business owners to, um, you know, not, I guess to just like, you know, sometimes expect the unexpected when it comes to that. And, and, and even though you could be doing things right and and having the best year you've been possibly having for those reasons, something like this could happen and, and, and preparation is key and saving, you know, saving some money and having some backing is, is also key. Yeah, I think you and you and I have discussed this before, having multiple streams of income, whether it be from investment properties, stocks, stuff, you know, just not just be dependent on one one stream of income, I think is is huge and something that you and I are both looking to grow as we as we get older here. Um, yeah, you know, we've had in the past. So I think that's huge. Definitely. Definitely. There's a lot there's a lot of different cool things you can do within real estate too. you know, not just sell it. Like you said, you can invest in it, you know, have some cash flow from there. You can manage it. Um, if you want to do that, well, there's some headaches, obviously, like you mentioned that involved in it, but at the end of the day, if you, if you figure out a good little system, you know, it's, it's, it's decent cash flow for, uh, and then you got your big hitters where, you know, you sell a a million dollar house and you get the, you know, the big commissions, but, um, yeah, just layering that type of stuff, you know, always looking to diversify, stay within your realm, but diversify a little bit. And so that, you know, you're safe and protected along the way is, is definitely key. Yeah. I mean, I, the amount of people that I've talked to, I haven't seen any, not too many people that have regretted purchasing investment real estate years ago. No, they, they pretty much do all right on it. a lot of the wealthy people that I know the root of it is their real estate holdings. So 
for sure. That's, that's part of why I love this industry and, you know, having an investment portfolio, I think is, is huge. Definitely. Definitely. So my last question for all my guests, you know, I've been um, trying to do more reading this year more than ever, mostly just because I uh, run out of TV to watch, but um, have you read any good books recently? You got any good books that you've read throughout your career that kind of like, you know, gave you some lessons that you still lean on today or, you know, just anything in general, really? Yeah, I, I've, done, I've read a few good books. The Greatest Salesman in the World this year, um, David Goggins' book. David Goggins' book was great. And yeah. The Greatest Salesman in the World, that was the one that um, I just read McConaughey's book. And I think that that's the one that he like changed his life. Yeah, it's a great book. Um, I, I, like, I love books like that. That's what I read. So, you know, Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad's another one. Yeah. Um, just stuff, stuff like that. Uh, I'm reading one called the e-myth right now about, um, you know, why small businesses fail. Yeah. I don't know the, the author of it, but, um, it's, it's really good. So yeah, that's, that's what I, so yeah. Any suggestions you have, shoot them on over. Cause I, that's the type of stuff I like to read. Yeah, dude. I, um, I've been reading, there's a book called by Tim Ferriss called tools of Titans. That's a really good one. It's, um, it's like this thick, it's like the Bible, but it's basically just, he went around and, um, interviewed, I think it's like 250 of like these people who are in the top echelon of what they do. Like, yeah. um, he has like Vince McMahon in there. He has David Goggins in there. He has, um, all these like really cool people all from all different realms. And like, he compares, you know, their morning routines, their this, that, and the other thing. And it basically just, you know, it's, it's funny cause you see. So many people do so many things different, but so many of them have like same, um, like similar traits in what they do and why they've gotten to the way they've gotten. So that's been a cool one. So I recommend that one too. Waking up early seems to be a re- recurring theme. And when you read books like that, waking up Jocko. early is something that, yeah. Yeah. Jocko I don't know if you gotta be, <laughs> I don't know if you gotta be as insane as Jocko, but, uh, well, he's 430. I can't do 430, but I try to get up for sure at least by six. It's just been, yeah, it's tough, especially when it gets cold around here. I know. I know. You just want to stay in bed, but no, that's, that's waking up early is definitely a theme, but yeah, that's a cool one too. So, I mean, I, I got to pick up, um, the greatest sale, but that would be a good one. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one for sure for you. Well, look, brother, I really appreciate this again. Um, I, I appreciate all your insight, you know, and, um, and, and, you know, just a look into, you know, what it's like to, um, grow throughout a real estate career. You know, you're a perfect example of, um, sticking to it, you know, building out the business, going from, you know, a single agent in one company to now being, you know, um, managing people and and looking to build out a team. And again, growing out, um, you know, your revenue number year over year. Um, You know, it's just, uh, it's a good story. It's good for anybody to to hear what it's like to go through that, you know, get your perspective. Because, you know, I think a lot of people right now are looking to start something similar, whether it be in real estate or in other fields. So uh, again, appreciate all your time and your insight. Yeah, Joe, thanks for having me on here. Um, you know, I've, I've told you this before, you, I, you know, I appreciate your mentality and, and how you, you get out there and network with people and always looking to connect with, with like-minded guys like you. And I wish you continued success with your business for sure. I know you guys will keep killing it. And um, yeah, I hope to, to stay in touch with you soon, brother. Appreciate it, man. Hey, where can people find you if they want to get in touch about buying a house? Um, Rivers Realty Group on Instagram. Rivers Realty, G-R-O-U-P. Shoot the DM. DM me or right. Nick dot rivers at compass.com. Cool. That's my, is my email. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks again, buddy. I, uh, right, yeah. I'll talk to you soon. Later, buddy.